the, the classic, I'm not a detective, but I played one on TV. Yes. <laughs> that is awesome. I really like that. I'm Robert Therrell. I'm Chase Bridges. And we both want to be screenwriters. So listen along as we find out how. Each week, we'll outline a new short film. And maybe even write some of our favorites. This is Written By... Live. How you doing, Chase? Man, thank you for asking. Uh-huh. Because I'm I'm gonna jump right into my fun facts for this week. Okay. Okay. What's your fun fact? I, yeah. I, I, I the listeners of our podcast at this point probably know I struggle with one class in mm-hmm. particular at this school, mm-hmm. and that yep. class is Christian worldview. The other morning, Friday morning, I I was like really like. I was going to get up and I was going to get ready. I was going to go to this class and and I was going to have a good day. So I get up and I check my email and I received an email from the professor that said, Chase, I've given you an extra absence because you were on your phone all last class. So now I was absent for a class that I was at, which sucks. That that should be illegal. That's not – Wow. So I, I'm like, well, you know what? I'm going to show up and I'm going to show this guy. I'm not going to be on my phone. I'm going to pull up my MacBook instead. So I, I I run out and I jump in my car and I get to class. And I'm I'm at I'm class about five minutes early. I And finally, I'm like, all right, it's time for me to walk into class. I get out of my car. I start walking towards the building and I realize, oh, I forgot my mask. I'm like, oh, I'm going to be late. This is not good. So I run back to my car like full sprint. I fly down to my house. I run inside, I bust open the door, I grab my mask, I run back outside, I jump back in my car, I'm flying, trying to get back to the building that my class is in. I look at the the time in my car, I'm five minutes late already, I pull into the parking lot, I jump out of my car, I'm full sprinting to the building, I get to the door, I reach in my pocket to grab the mask, and it's not in my pocket. And I, and I, uh, I don't know, or I didn't know where it was, I look at what time it was on my phone, I'm, I'm 10 minutes late at this point. And so I slowly walk back to my car, and my mask is laying in a puddle in the parking lot. Oh, no. And I just I just throw my things in my car. I get in my car, and I drive slowly back to my house, and I, I just went in and, and, and took a shower. Wow, that's so sad. That's yeah. A, you know, I think we could end the podcast right here. I think we've pitched a successful yeah. short film. <laughs> so that's the short film. We're going to do Joker, but it's me. <laughs> <laughs> trying to get to Christian worldview on a Friday morning. <laughs> that makes me think one of my favorite uh, letterboxd reviews, somebody left a review for the Joker movie and it just said that it happened to my buddy Craig. One. <laughs> this happened to my buddy Craig one time. <laughs> 10 out yeah, of 10. That, that is, that's a, that's a super villain origin story. Yeah, man. Right there. You're absent for a class you were present at. That's terrible. And you know what? I'm. I don't want to assume, but I do think it's a safe bet that any given professor at North Greenville is probably an anti-masker. So, well, that's that even the thing, worth man. the trouble. They're really buckling down. They're really buckling really? down here. I think they're so afraid of getting shut down. Yeah, I mean that did yeah. almost happen that one time, didn't it? Yeah, and, and plus, since the majority of the people here are anti-maskers, I'm afraid to not wear a mask around some of these people. I I feel that. Yeah, yeah. It was like, hey man, what do you do before you got to class? Oh, I licked a few doorknobs before I got here. <laughs> yeah, just to own the libs. I uh, yeah, man, <laughs> licked every person in a ten mile radius. <laughs> Yeah, this, All right, it's been an interesting week, man. Man, sounds like it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, yeah, let's do this. Uh, pull a uh, pull right. a thing from the ball. <laughs> All right, I got my ball. Can you hear the ball? I can. I like have it in front of the mic. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> okay. This is my ASMR. All right, we have drawn. Oops, I dropped it. Ooh, we drew who done it. Oh, dude, I was really hoping we were going to get this one. Yeah, well, we got it. Oh, man, so, this is going to be hard, but so right fun. Now, who done it? Oh, man. So you're you're more of the, like, who done it fan than me. So yeah. why don't you just, like, what what's, what's, like, the crucial parts of the genre that, like, would make something a who done it? All right, so actually, I wrote a paper one time uh, about how to write a good uh, mystery. I actually can't find it. I'm just going to go off of what I know. Basically, the the foundations of a good story, you got to have 
a crime to solve. Mm-hmm. That's kind of a very important part. You have to have the crime. And the crime has to be something interesting enough that you are like, who did it? Because some crimes, you don't care who did it. You're just like, that is a terrible crime. But it has to be intriguing enough. So like my 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 favorite example of a mystery is the classic or, or, or of a whodunit is the classic like dinner party murder mystery, right? Okay. Where the where the lights go out and then the lights come back on and someone's dead. And it's just like it has to be someone in this room and we have to figure out who it is or else we're not going to make it through the night. Like uh, one of the, the best plays I ever saw in person was was And Then There Were None by Chris, uh, Agatha Christie. Yeah. And it's just it's fascinating. So you have, to, you have to have a crime, usually of the murder variety, and then you have to make sure that you have strong enough characters so that people actually genuinely care about the characters that are in this situation and, they, and you want to find out what happened. And then uh, a really important part structure-wise is you have to make sure that you have uh, – it's, it's, it's almost like problem-solving. So it's like we find a clue and then, okay, what does this clue mean? But that leads to a different problem. So how, how do we solve this problem? Well, we found this clue, and this clue solves the first problem that we had. So it's very uh, intricate, very detailed um, structure. I think I think right off the bat for like a short, I like I like the idea of like the dinner party, like the lights come back on, someone's dead, we got to figure out who. But also maybe like a, maybe they're like all trapped in like one location, and so it's like there's not a lot of like leaving. There are only like so many clues because we're all stuck in like the one place. Or I kind of like like no one can leave until the mystery is solved. Kind of like murder yeah. on the Orient Express or something. Where it's like if it was to happen in real life, someone would just call the cops. They would just be like, "Yo, yeah. someone's dead." But another thing that we we've talked about this before is it, for a short film to be a mystery. <laughs> it's like we've got five to seven minutes here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I did one one idea. I was listening to Story Break podcast very similar to ours but they they break features and they were trying to make an among us movie yes and like while listening to that i was like well among us like really is like the perfect setting for a mystery because it's like everyone is stuck in space yeah and they can't like talk to each other it's a whodunit in space we should have come up with that a long time ago we (laughs) i know we would have been millionaires by now That is like the classic, like, okay, we're going to do a whodunit, but in... Yeah, what's a, what would be a good setting for a whodunit that, like, hasn't really been done before? Okay, let's see. Usually... Like a whodunit at North Greenville. <laughs> well, so here's the thing. I actually wrote uh-huh. a short film a few years ago, and it was a whodunit. Yeah. It was called The Dean's List. Okay. And basically, the premise was you have a... Uh, a group of senior students at a small university and they had received invitations saying, uh, congratulations, you have made the Dean's list. You are invited to a, a nice dinner, a business casual attire, uh, at the president's house, um, tomorrow night in your honor for being on the Dean's list. And the main character was not a detective, but he was a criminal justice major uh-huh. who was invited to this dinner. And while at the dinner, uh, they're waiting for the for the host to arrive, and the lights go off, and then the lights come back on. One of the characters is dead, and then that just kicks off the mystery. And it's like the doors are locked; they can't escape. Uh, the invitation clearly said no cell phones allowed, and and so they're trapped in the president's house with a murderer who's who's killing off these like ten people of the dean's list. Wow, that actually that sounds really good. It's like part of me wants to do that, but at the same time, you've already kind of written it. So, well, that's the thing. Uh, it was the first thing I had ever written, <laughs> so uh-huh. I don't think it's very good. I will say I was proud of one bit. There was one part that I really just thought was hilarious. One of the characters, actually the one who dies first, was a football player, and his name was OJ. Uh, okay. <laughs> but OJ stood for orange juice, and so when he died and the lights came back on, his girlfriend is just hysterical and she just starts screaming orange juice orange juice and it's like this super dramatic moment but she's screaming orange juice <laughs> is the twist that uh this time around oj was murdered by his girlfriend <laughs> That's but really okay funny. okay so we could 
we could improve upon the Dean's list or another idea I just had. I've had this thought a few times because, you know, going to a Christian school, a lot of my friends get married at like 20 or 21. So there was like a solid season where I was like going to a lot of weddings. But uh, it'd always be some like place in the woods in the middle of nowhere because that's what people (laughs) our age could afford. And I was thinking like, what if I'm like, not being led to a wedding like what, what if, if i'm, I'm going, being yeah. led in like a complicated murder scheme to be murdered but uh who done it at a wedding i don't think i've ever seen that and it could be like in the middle of nowhere so there like is a, a there's like a uh there's a netflix comedy and i think it's called like death at a funeral or death at a wedding or something like that no, it's death okay. at a funeral and it's a similar premise um i like that though who done it at a wedding and like the twist at the end could be like the couple faked getting married, like they aren't even in love. They're just trying to lure all these people <laughs> to be murdered. They're like serial killers. They're like the couple in a uh, in a uh, the, uh, the the delusions movie. Oh, uh, <laughs> all <delusions>. the time. <laughs> delusions. That's hilarious. Yeah. Okay, so I think our best bet is doing a who done it in a blank and and. Mm-hmm. We could probably build off of the wedding. How do we? How do you think we should do a, a tell a whole mystery in like five pages? Okay. Well, should we make it more of a comedy, to where it's almost like a like a? Have you ever seen the the movie Clue? I actually haven't. That's been on my list for a while. It's a it's a really good one. It's so funny. But yeah, I think uh, I think we can make it short. It's just there. You know, there are a few like less twists to it. But mm-hmm. I think we basically, you know, the first act would be. People are at the wedding, excited to see the couple married. Uh, Something happens. Someone's dead. They're like, okay, no one could leave until we figure this out. And then, you know, there's a process of figuring it out, which I guess that will just be shorter in this maybe. Okay. Yeah. So, like, there's a few, like, key elements when it comes to that. So, like, we would need to establish a red herring. There's always Mm -hmm. a character that the audience is going to expect to be the murderer it's like mm-hmm. you know when you're watching scooby-doo and they make it so obvious and they're like every, every, we're watching we're like that guy's the murderer but then it's never him and so we we smartened up and it, it's now it's like well it's too obvious that he's the murderer so it's not him and so we just completely disregard that character now yeah and Ag- agatha christie did the thing where it's like actually everyone's the murderer <laughs> yeah and she does that a lot <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> one of my my fa- I did a play um a few years ago and it was a uh it was a murder mystery and it was at like this this lake house and there was a storm and the phone line was down and and I played like a gangster character and mm-hmm. the ending was that they were all in on it and faking their deaths just to get back to get revenge right. on this one character um that they that had done their family wrong in the past so, huh? What would what would be the crime that like a wedding's a perfect setting to pull this crime off? Is it like? Because the thing about weddings is like all your family and all your friends are there. So, do they like have beef with like family and they're trying to like off an entire family, or mm. are they after a certain friend that they haven't seen in a while and know will only come for a wedding? Okay. Um Okay. When you're at a wedding and you've been to a lot of weddings. Yeah. I've worked a lot of weddings too. Yeah. So. What is yeah. like I, I feel like what's important is for the location to be something where like people can't just call or leave. Which a wedding, yeah, is a perfect excuse to drag people out in the middle of nowhere where there wouldn't be cell service. Okay, yeah. Or, or maybe we do a thing where the bride is like a super bridezilla and she's like, when everyone arrives, you have to put your phone in this little box because she doesn't want people interrupting her big day. Oh, yeah. Actually, some some do do that because people people have a tendency to like be taking pictures on their phone <laughs> and they get in the way of the photographer. Yeah. So, yeah, they, that, that could that's a thing that could happen. Okay, so it's in the middle of the woods. Uh, up here where, you know, where we go to school and you went to school – uh, there's a lot of like uh, camps and stuff up here in the mountains. Maybe yeah. they're having at this campground, and they're all staying in cabins, and they're and they're and they're having the wedding out outdoors at this in the middle of nowhere. Mm-hmm. So we've solved the issue of why can't they just call? Yes. Um, 
all right, what's stopping them from just getting in their cars and leaving? Some locations, it is like a pretty big walk from where you park the car to like where the reception is. Like if you're having it like on some like certain hill where there's a really nice view. So like everyone might have to walk like a quarter of a mile past where they parked while they're all gone. The tires get slashed. Okay, or yeah. Okay, that would be dope. They they send someone all to run to the cars and try to get help, and then they come back and they're just like someone has slashed all of the tires and all of the like uh, brake lines and and just our cars are destroyed. Yeah. So who are uh, I guess I really want to know, like, who who are our murderers in this situation? Like, I'm assuming, like, the husband or the wife or both are behind it. Or maybe not. Maybe it's just some family member. But, like, who is, who is trying to, like, murder people and why? Well, I think the most obvious character that would want to kill someone at a wedding, and this might be our red herring because it's so obvious, is that maybe yeah. there's someone there that is jealous and they are in love with yeah. either the bride or the groom. Yeah, that would be super obvious, though. So that would be like a dope red herring where you have a character and, and, and maybe he's been in love with the, with the bride since they were kids. And he's like drinking the whole wedding and he's just, he's just angry. So who, who is like the person you least expect? I mean, when I say that, immediately what comes to mind is grandma. Someone's <laughs> <laughs> grandma. That girl is not good enough for my grandson. Yeah, what if grandma's like super conservative and it's like, no, I don't approve of this man or this woman. I'm just going to murder their <laughs> entire family. <laughs> yeah, and and there's also there's also always the like the butler did it, you know. So are there uh-huh. ever? I, I've never really been to to weddings. Um, you know this uh this whole premise like kind of just like vibe wise like reminds me of Get Out where it's like you're in a crowd of people that are all smiling and being nice to you you know like that dinner party yeah. that he's at but like secretly everyone knows they're gonna try to kill you <laughs> like there's something like unsettling about that yeah hmm. what if it's the photographer and there's a secret gun in the camera. Ooh. Oh, I, I definitely think there's something that we could do with the photographer. Cause like I feel like what a what a big thing to have at a crime scene is pictures from the whole day. Oh yeah, because there are pictures. Yeah, the detective's like sliding through all these pictures and that's how he solves the crime. Okay. Yeah, that's great. That'd be a great like, you know, like a final clue. It's like we think we've solved it, but then it falls apart. And then the photographer's like, wait, I see this person in the background of this picture at this time. And they're like, wait, it was you. Yeah. Yeah. Or even it's just like a moment where like, you know, it's it's our detective's darkest moment. Like you said, he thought he had it uh, solved, but then the person that they thought did it died, you know, like that classic trope. And so he's just like, man, who could it be? And then you just hear click and he looks up and he sees the photographer taking a picture of like a tree, you know? And then he runs up and he's like, have you been taking pictures all day? And he goes, yeah, it's my job. I'm getting paid 500 bucks. Isn't it awesome? And he's just like, give me the camera. And he takes the camera and he starts scrolling through the pictures. And then he's, and then the detective is scrolling through all of them. And there's just like one person in every picture with the people who have died. And it's just like, we got him. Yeah, yeah, that's great. I still want to know like who who's doing this crime and why. Yeah. I feel like I'm best at like starting from there and working backwards. Well, if we keep coming up with good suspects, we'll eventually find the one that we like that we want to do it. Because yeah, with with mysteries, you want to have a ton of suspects. And so far, I think we have you know we have the photographer, we have the grandma who might not approve of the of the marriage. We have the the jealous ex boyfriend from childhood. Who do we think is our main character? Is it like a friend that's going along? So usually the main character is the detective character. Yeah. Who do we think is trying to solve this thing? I mean, with with a wedding, you could straight up just have a detective at the wedding, like a family friend who's a detective. Or we could be a bit more creative and have them not necessarily be a detective. They just happen to be quite good at, at solving. Yeah, I would think so. Because like, if someone's trying to plot... They're specifically plotting to murder someone by dragging them in the middle of nowhere, but having cover. I don't think like they look on the guest list and be like, oh, there's a detective. Let's let him come. It's in. like, that's who you should probably kill first. That's it. <laughs> yeah. 
I feel like we could do what if there's a character who's like hasn't done a whole lot with his life, but it's like maybe maybe he's just like had a tough year. Like he got laid off, has had a hard time getting another job. And so he spent all day like watching TV and like mystery movies. <laughs> he watches the Hallmark Mystery Channel. Yeah, because like the thing about weddings is like everyone's dressed up and you're seeing all your friends or like distant family and they all seem to be doing so well. Meanwhile, you're just like, I'm just me. And so he's going through that. But like when someone's murdered, he's like, wait a minute. I got this. I've seen a bunch of movies. He's like, I watch reruns of Matlock all the time. That's hilarious. Yeah, I like that. I really like the idea of his life is miserable. He works this boring job. And so he spends all of his time watching murder mysteries on TV. And then so, yeah, that's the that's great. What if it's like specifically Matlock and then like. Uh, the twist like just somehow like is like the actual plot of a Matlock episode. <laughs> That's and he's like, I've so seen this episode. <laughs> <laughs> and then the person that did the murder was like, wait, I thought I was so original. I must have just seen that Matlock episode. <laughs> or what if what if the killer literally is just copying the plot from famous murder? Mis- now, nah, I feel like that's been done before. I think I've seen something like that. Oh, dang. OK. <laughs> I definitely but okay. We do have a big character. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I really like the idea of of he just loves watching murder mysteries, and so now he, mm-hmm. he <laughs> he's gonna be the detective. Wait a minute. What about this? What if he wanted to be an actor? He was like a theater major, and he like won all these awards and had like this really great role. And everyone was like, "Oh, he's gonna go far. Oh. He's gonna go to Hollywood." But then he ends up having to work at a murder mystery theater. I'm. <laughs> the the classic i'm not a detective but i played one on tv yes <laughs> that is awesome i really like that and then like yeah like having to be reunited with a bunch of old friends and stuff there's like oh how's hollywood and they don't know that like he's doing like this really crappy murder mystery at like this restaurant at 3 a.m and like three people are watching and they already been paying attention and he didn't know his life was going to end up this way but he's got to be like yeah hollywood's great oh man still acting yeah and he's like oh yeah you know uh well you know uh acting is a is a fickle job you know there's the ups and the downs um uh, oh so what are you currently working on um well i i uh <laughs> murder <laughs> mysteries mostly <laughs> yeah and they're like oh well if there's ever a crime we don't know who to call and then that that's foreshadowing <laughs> there's a crime. yeah <laughs> that's really funny so yeah i like the idea of like yeah he's like this wedding is reuniting him with a bunch of college friends that he hasn't seen in a while and like all his college friends seems to seem to be real successful. Yeah, no, I think we're really onto something good. Yeah. So do you, do you think someone that he knows is behind the crime? Um. Well, I guess we could do it one of two ways. It could be a thing where I don't know. I feel like in such a short amount of time, it would be hard to establish a relationship with, or I don't know, because you can you can do the thing where it's like they all know the murderer, and so it hits a little harder at the end when it's exposed that this mm-hmm. person. It's like, but you were my best friend from high school, you know. Or or you could do what a lot of mysteries do, where he has no relationship with the person who gets unmasked at the end. However, it's a big mm-hmm. shock to the audience, and it's just like, oh, because you established them earlier. Basically, whoever it is at the end has to be like hidden in plain sight the whole time. So that way, when the big reveal comes out, the audience is like, oh, I didn't see that coming. Because if it's a character that they barely saw, they're not even going to care. But you don't want to make it too obvious and make it a character that is like abundantly in front of the plot the whole time. Who do, who do, we, think, who do we think dies first? I feel like the most devastating thing that could happen at a wedding is either the bride or the groom dies like wow yeah yeah that would be hmm. what if okay what if this is like an elaborate setup for like a like a gold digger type situation where like one of one of the spouses is like super rich and so they say their vows and then immediately one of them is off (laughs) and they act so sad and shocked but it ends up that like they just wanted to inherit the money and they, as soon as like the vows are set, they're like, "Okay, I've been married to you for ten seconds. It's legally mine." <laughs> huh? Yeah. But if we did that, we could switch it to where like the husband's the gold digger because like 
people suspect that a little less. Yeah. It's like maybe maybe the bride comes from a rich family. Also, yeah, the bride getting murdered at a wedding, probably the most devastating. Okay. So, yeah, hold on. I think we're connecting some stuff. So it's like – so the bride, her family's very wealthy. Yeah. Uh, and she's marrying this really poor guy. Mm-hmm. Like he's just a poor dude. He worked. I wouldn't have it be like too poor just to not make it obvious. But well, yeah, but like here's the thing. So it's like he's just like a regular guy, and the grandmother disapproves. Like how? Like how can she just marry him? He has no money. He oh, and what you could do is like okay, so the grandma disapproves. The bride dies. What if the grandma is the rich one? And so. We think that it was the grandma the whole time. Then the grandma gets killed, and they're like, wait a minute. This ruins everything. We thought she was behind it. But it turns out when the grandma dies, she passes the money along to her granddaughter. Now that her granddaughter is dead, it goes to her husband. And that's like the whole plot. Oh. It's like he tried to get the whole family together to like kill off everybody that would get between him and the money. So it's like passed okay. out straight to and, him. And we don't we – don't- the detective and us don't follow that plot line. Like they don't quite see the money being handed back to back and forth until the ending. Yeah, because he also kills them kind of out out of order to like. Well, throw maybe a- maybe what he does first is he doesn't kill the bride immediately. Okay. Maybe he kills the grandfather because okay. the grandfather is usually like the head of the family. He's in control of the money. Like he's yeah. so the grandfather dies. However, it looks maybe we can do a thing where it looks like he just had like a heart attack or something and no one really knows what's going on. Or I don't know. I mean, I think the bride being killed first is like really. Yeah, because we kind of have to have. It's a really shocking image. Like everyone's going to freak out after that. Yeah. We could just do that. There is no grandpa. and Like just the grandma is the only one left alive. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So plot wise, what we have, uh, we have we have a detective or not a detective. We have this actor. Mm-hmm. And uh, he got invited to his old college roommate's wedding, and he comes to the wedding, and everybody's catching up, and they're like, "So, how are you doing?" And he's like, "Oh, well, you know, I I did the acting thing for a while, and then, you know, it dried up, so now I'm just kind of working at a at a murder mystery <laughs> theater." <laughs> and they're like, "Oh," and you can see the disappointment in their faces. <laughs> Yeah, and then uh, the wedding part happens, like where they say the vows, and then they say "I do." After that part, they're all kind of hanging out and drinking and dancing, and everybody's happy. And then the bride is found dead. Yes, everyone freaks out. Oh my gosh, someone's killed the bride! Oh no! And and someone like tries to find the phones where's the phones we put them in a bucket when we got here well where's the bucket i don't know i can't find the bucket well someone get to the car someone get to the cars they go to the cars the car the the lines have been cut the tires have been slashed there's no way leaving and then now we're really kicked into we have to figure out who did this you know what uh how trying to think of how the dude murders everyone but it's like what if I can't remember what like cheesy like old show did this, but there was like some secret agent that discovered like someone was wearing poison lips, so it was like everyone they kissed ended up getting poisoned. <laughs> but it's like he could he could kiss the bride, and then he kisses grandma later on. Yeah, <laughs> like that's how they discover it. And the detective's like, and then maybe there's like a similar thing in one of his murder mystery stage plays where he's like, wait. Let me see your lips. <laughs> or maybe maybe when he's going through the pictures, he sees where the 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 bra- the groom had kissed the grandma on the cheek yeah. and he's like, "Huh." Or what if he sees he sees the lips peeling off? Like what if okay, we could we could have like a little character quirk that like he's like really OCD about his chapstick and is like always applied chapstick and so like he notices his own lips and then he's looking at his lips he's like those lips look awfully chapped you need some chat wait a minute those aren't your real lips those aren't your real lips i know <laughs> fake lips when i see them <laughs> <laughs> that's really funny um i do kind of even if it's not that i do kind of want like some sort of like cheesy twist because like if like if it's cheesy, then it like makes sense that this dude would solve it because he does like a cheesy plot line like every night at his job. Yeah, that I, I like that idea. I like that a lot. 
Oh man. Okay. Yeah, we just we need we need a few like twists and stuff like leading up to that discovery. Yeah. Cuz like okay, okay. So the wife drops the bride drops dead. I would even like maybe do it like right as they're like about to like walk down the aisle after being married. She just like collapses. Like it happens like so Almost instantaneously, yeah. But then it's kind of like a thing where it's like, well was she even killed or did she just have a stroke? Like she just kind of fell out. Maybe she had a heat stroke. And so they're just like, we need to call an ambulance. Like that's not really a, someone's been murdered. That's more of like, a, oh my gosh. Yeah. But also like, okay, no one can call the ambulance. We can maybe do that. Like the, well, no, the bride wouldn't be taking her own phone, the phones at her own wedding, but I'm trying to think of like how the phones could like get lost, but it's not a way that it's like we immediately suspect that someone's plotting to kill all of us. I feel like we have all the pieces. We just got to kind of put them together. I know. Yeah, it's close. I, I like the idea of having a line where it's like our detective character is like, who whose idea was it to, to pick up all the phones? And they're like, well, yeah, that was that was grandma's idea. She decided she didn't want phones all over the place. And so, you know, we're suspicious of grandma. So he starts talking to grandma and he's mm-hmm. like... So and you know grandma's devastated because her granddaughter's dead, but she's kind of like a she's from like that that like boomer era where she's just like she's hard you know she just yes, like yeah grandma lived through the depression yeah and, she, <laughs> and she's just like you know we 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 will get through this the family's gonna make it through this and so they're talking to her and and she's just I told her not to marry that 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 nothing boy if she would have had the respectful respectable husband that i wanted her to have and we'd have a big wedding in charleston and we wouldn't be out here in the middle of nowhere and and so he he sees a lot of resentment uh from the grandma and he's like well maybe what if okay he sees that resentment and then he ends up someone else is killed another person that the grandma didn't like and it was like, oh, so this kind of leads us down. Okay, she is like number one suspect. But then that was a red herring murder, and then grandma's murdered. Okay, yeah. I think that's when we could do the, the jealous ex-boyfriend character, maybe. Oh, uh, yeah. So maybe yeah. maybe the ex-boyfriend that's super jealous is this really like wealthy guy that the grandma wanted her to marry. You know? Okay. And like they were yeah. perfect for each other. His family's wealthy. Our family's wealthy. It would have been a perfect match, but no, she had to run off with with this average Joe. I like that. Also, like we can we can introduce that character at the beginning. Like we can knock the two birds out with one stone. Like he will be talking to our main character. Cause like he's so successful. Yeah. Meanwhile, it's revealed our character is a failed actor. And so that makes him feel bad. But then we don't know it because we think we're being introduced to this character, but we're actually being introduced to that character too. Yeah. And we could even do like a like a like a, a kind of fun thing where the that wealthy ex boyfriend character is kind of giving him the the lowdown on everyone at the wedding. Yeah. He was like, "So, do you know many people here at the wedding?" And our main character, we need a a name for our main character. Our oh yeah, character. what's a good uh, what's a good detective name? You want you want to do uh, Heath? Okay, let's do Heath. Heath. Yeah. Heath. And so, you know, he's talking to Heath and he's like and Heath's like, Yeah, you know, I went I was college roommates with the with the groom. Uh, I was a theater major, I was an actor, you know, they're they're having just a general discussion. And that's kinda of what we kinda of can open on. And he's like, Oh, well you see, there's the grandmother of the bride. Very wealthy family. She is the centerfold of this household. Let me tell you where she and, and then um and then you know, he introduces uh, another suspect, and he's like, "That guy, watch out for that guy." Like, <laughs> okay, let's go back to uh, let's just plot out the action from when the bride is killed all the way to the crime being solved. Okay, I just need to figure out how, like how all that plays out because like we got to like the bride falls down, everyone's freaking out. They don't. They don't really suspect it's a murder yet. Mm-hmm. They're like, "Oh no, something's wrong with her." Go get the phones. Wait, where are the phones? Meanwhile, a Heath is like coming into action. Like, wait, I've done murder mysteries. I know how this goes. And he ends up talking to Grandma. Grandma starts becoming a suspect. Yeah, because all point all, all all the clues are pointing at Grandma. So the clues up to that point being, well, who took up the phones? Well, it was Grandma's idea to take up the phones. Yes. Well, and then, you know, something like um, 
well, what's what's the grandma's motive? Grandma did not want her to marry the groom. But then he starts being like, well, why would she murder her own granddaughter? Why wouldn't she just murder the groom? You know? And he's just like, this isn't really adding up. I don't I don't really know what's happening. Oh, actually, I didn't think of that. Yeah. Do we, do we want it to be the groom's grandma then? Oh, but then that doesn't work. Yeah. Because maybe. Yeah. Yeah. That's. But I mean, so, the grandma doesn't do it. So it yeah, doesn't yeah, have to make sense. It. You know what I mean? And then someone can straight up probably say that. They could probably just be like, well, why would she kill her own grandmother or her, her own granddaughter? I don't know. Like, actually, like, if we're. We could get to the grandma later, but maybe like as soon as the bride falls down dead, like maybe the jealous ex-boyfriend is like suspect number one. Yeah, that makes more sense. I think, yeah, yeah. we should definitely go jealous ex-boyfriend first. And then he yeah, he has a clean alibi and they're just like. Yeah, what's his alibi? Um, Well, a great alibi in these things is if he dies. You <laughs> <laughs> yes. can't have done it if you're dead. Um. Well, maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe he does die, though. Maybe. I mean, I would say that, like, he's probably the strongest suspect. He's a suspect. Somebody else dies that points more towards him. Yeah. And then maybe he dies, too. Okay, so the, the groom, or the, the bride dies. But the thing is, like, the grandma dying works because of the whole, like, family tree and the money and everything. Yeah, and that's a little bit deeper. So, yeah, we should probably save that for her to be our, our, our second main character, our second main um suspect so okay i guess we'll, we'll just work through it like this so the bride dies they do the mm-hmm. ceremony part they say i do they say i do and then maybe when she's off to get changed before coming out and saying hello to everyone uh they're like wow she where is she she's been in there a long time uh the grandmother goes in and finds her like stabbed yeah unless we want to do the lips thing <laughs> i don't know i do think that like especially for a short film like maybe get to the murder like a little more instantaneous because like the bride like walking down the aisle with the husband is like just such a striking image also like i think like if the bride dies like in the husband's arms then they'll like see that he looks upset and he'll be the last person they suspect yeah like play it like that because like he'll get a chance to like look really sad and everything yeah where he like loses his mind and he's trying to save her yeah yeah it's a solid I, and plus, you're right. I do like the visual of them walking down the aisle together, and then they, <laughs> she just drops. Okay, so she dies. Immediately, mm-hmm. there's panic. They realize they can't call the police. They realize they can't get to their cars. Yeah, and I would be like, they just can't find the phones. And, like, Grandma was the one that took up the phones, but they're missing now. They go to the cars. Uh, trying to think why they couldn't drive away. Well, you know, like we talked about, the tires are all slashed. Oh, okay. Yeah. So someone slashed. Someone slashed all the tires. Okay. And that's when our, you know, Heath is like, well, hold on. What is going on here? And, and we, I think we kind of need a character for Heath to like bounce off of. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe, maybe the, the groom. The groom was his college roommate. Yeah. Okay. So maybe the groom walks up to him and he's like, you, you got to help me, man. Like what is. Wait, what if, what if the groom was also an actor? And he thinks that, like, the groom is a successful actor because he's not a successful actor and the groom just represents everything he wants to be but isn't. But then the twist is, like, he's actually not successful. He's very poor. And that's why he was so desperate for this money that he did this whole play. Oh, and that would make sense for how this regular dude ended up with this super wealthy girl because he's an actor. He's an actor and he met her. Yeah, yeah. He was in like an episode of like Riverdale or something. Yeah, yeah. Or, or maybe she's a model and, and he's an actor uh-huh. and they just met at like a party or something. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. I really like that. So he's like, come on, man. I know you've done a ton of the groom walks up to Heath and he's like, I know you've done a ton of like uh, mystery shows. You got to help me figure out what's going on here because the groom knows how terrible of an actor our main character is. And so he's trying to use that to make him look like innocent. Is by trying to help solve the, the what's going on. So immediately the suspect is the ex, the, the jealous, jealous boyfriend. boyfriend. And what if what if the jealous ex has something against the grandma too? Whereas like grandma just doesn't approve of anyone that stated her daughter. Well, maybe it's a and apparently she was like really mean to him. And then the second murder is the grandma, and that just makes them suspect ex boyfriend even more. Yeah. 
Well, may, what, what, what if it's a thing where uh, that jealous ex-boyfriend was seen in a giant like argument with the grandmother right before he dies? Yeah, and in reality, yeah. they were arguing over something non-related or something like that. I don't know. I feel like we're getting to the part where— I don't know. I think, yeah. I think I think if we establish that like grandma doesn't like any of her granddaughter's boyfriends or anything, she disapproves of this. But then she also is seen in an argument with we we need a name for jealous ex boyfriend. Uh, let's do Craig. <laughs> Craig. I feel like we should just have a no. Craig in every episode. It's <laughs> a Craig in every. You know what? Bye. He's Craig. <laughs> okay. So what we do is grandma just doesn't approve of anyone that dates her granddaughter because she's super like rich and stuck up and conservative and classically minded and all this. And so she doesn't approve of the group. But then also she didn't approve of Craig when Craig dated the granddaughter and apparently they like hated each other. And so when they're all coming together for the wedding, Craig and the grandma have an awkward run in and they're like kind of arguing with each other. And so when the bride dies immediately, everyone's looking at Craig because Craig might be jealous. And then when the grandma that Craig, that everyone knows that Craig hated also drops dead, they're like, Oh, this is definitely Craig. He's the only one that has a reason to murder the bride and the grandma. And then somehow Craig dies too. And then, they're like, oh no, our theory didn't work out. But then the photographer happens to have a photo of the groom. And that's when they figure out the groom did it. He killed the bride and the grandma. So all this money could get inherited to him. And then we just need a reason for Craig to get murdered. But okay. How's that yeah. sound? All right. So, yeah, perfect. So, uh, grandmother was the reason that Craig didn't get the girl. She was so against oh, yeah yeah so craig yeah. you know instead of him being this like um successful character maybe he's just already he, he's at the wedding he shows up kind of already kind of drunk and he's already angry yeah i guess the, the groom has kind of taken on the successful character yeah thing so yeah craig could be that so so the so craig is talking with heath and he's just like man mm-hmm. i could this could have been me you know if it wasn't for that that grandmother. Yeah, grandmother, I don't know how he. I wasn't good enough. Ben did it, or yeah, he's like, I guess, I guess I just wasn't good enough for for her granddaughter, and this could have been me. And, and but now, uh, there could be some foreshadowing. Like, man, he probably. I don't know. I thought I'd have to kill the grandma before. I yeah, you know, something her. like that, or, or he'll be like, you know, maybe he even says something pretty messed up, like. Uh, Oh, he should say, but look at the gr- uh, the bride. She is drop-dead gorgeous. <laughs> 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 and so Heath is just like, oh, yeah. And he just thinks this dude's just a jealous ex-boyfriend. He's like, "What? whatever, dude. Yeah, I- I'm an actor too. <laughs> yeah. He's somehow like already like broke into – where all the alcohol is, even though it's yeah. like the reception isn't there yet. He like he has like three white claws in his arms. He's like, you want one? Yeah. And, and he, <laughs> he, he so uh so when the groom when the bride dies, uh let's get a name for the bride. Uh Jenny. Okay, Jenny. So Jenny dies, and while we're at it, let's get a name for the groom. Evan. They're really white. Evan. Evan. Okay. Um, okay, so Jenny dies. And and Evan is distraught because his wife his his new wife had just died in front of him. Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! Immediately he pulls Craig to the side and he's like, "It's got to be uh or not Craig." He pulls Heath to the side. He's got it's got to be Greg. Mm-hmm. He's been angry. I didn't even want him here, but uh, Jenny insisted because they were friends for so long. It's got to be him. And so Craig is pretty drunk, but he's also distraught because he loved Jenny. And so he's just like, what in the world? But everyone thinks he's guilty. Heath is immediately like, I, I, I guess what I'm just struggling with is like, why does Heath decide? Like, what moment does Heath decide I'm gonna solve this? You know what I mean? Yeah, I would. I would just think that like we'd paint it that like his life hasn't gone great. He's very unhappy and just super bored. And it's like 
the moment this happens, just something clicks in him that like, wait a minute, I am the most qualified to do this. I played a detective on stage because he loves acting so much. And it's almost like he's getting in the character of the detective. And it's like, yeah, it, it's an opportunity for him to like actually contribute something to society and mean something. Because that's why he got into acting, but it didn't work like that. Okay, maybe we can condense all of this down to one moment, right? Okay. The, Jenny the yeah. Bride drops dead, and it's just mass mm-hmm. chaos. People are pointing fingers at everyone. The The groom is distraught, and he's like, Craig did this. I know Craig did this. And everyone's arguing with everyone, and Craig's you know, yelling back. He's like, I didn't do this. I loved her more than you. And everyone's yelling, and the grandmother's yelling, and everything's mass chaos. And we're just slowly pushing in on Heath's face as he's just watching all of this pandemonium pandemonium. Mm-hmm. And then he just he just goes, Quiet. And everyone stops and he goes, I'm I'm not a detective. But I played one on TV. <laughs> I was in Law and Order SVU (laughs) as victim number two. That would be like a really funny (laughs) moment. Um, And also, it it takes care of what we needed to take care of. So he's like, But I played one on TV. Now I'm going to get to the bottom of this. I need someone (laughs) to quote the famous detective Ice T. And he says, (laughs) And he he goes, What we're going to do, you, you go and find the phones. You go back to the cars and go get help. We need to figure out what's going on right now before someone else gets hurt. <laughs> and he goes, and he, and he goes, Craig, come here. And he starts talking to Craig. And he's like, Now you, this looks, this looks bad, Craig. This is, you look very guilty. Uh-huh. <laughs> and and so he starts, he starts talking to Craig. And Craig's like, I didn't do this. I didn't. I would never kill her. Blah blah. blah. And, and he's starting to put two to two together. And he's like, All right, Craig, listen. First of all. You very clearly wanted her for yourself. Maybe this was a thing where if she you can't have her, no one can. And then, and then wait, I have a yeah, yeah. I'll let you, I have a good idea for a twist, but were you done? Yeah, what, were you what were you saying? What were you saying? Okay, <laughs> the uh, the him playing a victim on Law and Order SVU brought up something. What if so? The wife's side of the family is so. They're all on like some sort of diet or something. And so there's regular sweet tea. This is a Southern wedding. So everyone <laughs> drinks sweet tea. And then there's the unsweetened tea. And how how Evan does the murder is he poisons the unsweetened tea because he knows that only Jenny and Grandma are like drinking that. Tea. They're the only two that like unsweet tea. But then in the beginning, we established that like, Craig is going on a diet and then he drinks the unsweetened tea. But like it all clicks in his mind because he was talking about working with iced tea and, yeah. <laughs> and admiring his detective skills. What would iced tea do? It's like, what would iced tea, tea do? What would iced tea do? What would iced tea do? And he looks up at the sweet tea and the unsweet tea and he yeah. goes, unsweet tea and then he goes photographer do you have pictures from all the day and he's looking at everyone who was drinking unsweet tea yeah and then that's how he figures it out (laughs) yeah because he thinks it was craig because jenny dies first then grandma (laughs) dies but then craig mysteriously drops dead it's like wait a minute who would kill craig because like even like even if it was the group, like the group wouldn't kill Craig because that would make him look bad because we know he hates it. But then he was like, wait a minute. He's he's looking down at the dead body. What would Ice T do? Ooh, ooh, ooh. He looks at the tea spill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gr- what if we can make this even shorter, man? Like we can condense this okay. down, which yeah. I think is what we need. Yeah. So okay. the bride drops dead. It mass chaos immediately. Everyone's accusing yeah. everyone. Uh, Heath has his moment where he's like, I'm not a detective, but I played one on TV. And it, you know how it usually at the end of the of the mystery is when he kind of does the big monologue explaining who did it? Yeah. What if he just jumps straight into a monologue of how it was obviously Craig? Okay. Sure. Right? And so he's yeah. just like, I know who did it. This is very obvious. I see this all the time. You know, like being like as if he's an actual detective and he starts going, Craig, you were jealous the second you got here. You wanted Jenny for yourself. And and if she you couldn't have her, no one could. And so so you 
killed her <laughs> because like and while that is going on or or maybe 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 he should die next instead of the grandma huh. right so maybe it's like this maybe it's like you wanted her because if no one could have her then no one deserved her you killed her and then as that's happening he drops dead craig drops dead and everybody's mm. like wait what and so he panics like and when i meant craig i meant the grandma did it and he and he switches and so he goes into this next monologue and he's like you didn't approve of anyone marrying your granddaughter so you killed her <laughs> because you were wealthy and family image was everything you didn't want your granddaughter to to mess up your bloodline with some poor people and so you killed her because you didn't respect your decisions and then she drops dead and he's just like oh my god who is who did it next and so that's when he's having the moment where he's like, what would Ice-T do? What would Ice-T do? <laughs> okay, I, th- I think that's funny. But at the same time, like, that's good for, like, a comedy sketch. But, like, if if we want, like, a real, like, twist to it, it's like, if he's had two, like, false accusations and it's clear he's not good at this, what's what's going to, like, have everyone believe him when he finally accuses the groom? Oh, yeah, that's true. I don't know. I'm trying to think because, like, how does he go about solving this mystery? Like, does he talk to the ex-boyfriend? Like, how? Like, what is he doing to really? Yeah. Okay. I'm I'm looking back at the. Uh, I wrote all that out too, but uh, looking back at the other outline we were doing, so maybe bride drops dead. Pandemonium. Everyone's accusing everyone. He's like, hold up. I may not be a detective, but I played one on TV. I got to work with the great Ice T. Not sure if you heard of him. <laughs> That's a really funny moment. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and he instantly is suspecting Craig. He talks to Craig. And then maybe Okay, okay. So at the beginning we saw we saw Craig and the grandma arguing. So maybe he suspects Craig. He instantly talks to the grandma to see what's up. And she's like, Oh, I've always hated him. He always hated me. I swear my, my granddaughter just can't find a good man. And he's like, but, but she's getting married today. It's like, I stand by what I said. <laughs> I said by what I said. <laughs> and then the grandma drops dead. He's like, Ooh, I already thought it was Craig. Grandma revealed that Craig hates her. Now she's dead too. I bet it's Craig. And so, he like does the big monologue of like, well, it was Craig. You were jealous and you went ahead and killed the grandma too while you were at it because you just hate the grandma. Yeah. And everyone's looking at, at Craig. But then Craig, like right at the end of the monologue, he drops dead. And they're like, oh, no, I failed. What is this? What would Ice-T do? What would Ice-T do? Looks down on the ground, broken glass, a puddle of tea maybe he does the thing where it's like he runs his fingers on the tea puts it up to his tongue and he's like a little bit unsweet, unsweet. <laughs> but then wouldn't he die <laughs> from the poison oh that's, oh that's right <laughs> never mind he smells it he yeah, smells it. Smell it he's like i could smell this anyway this is unto- unsweet tea this isn't southern tea and then he Craig, looks at didn't you say you were on a diet <laughs> Craig's dead. He's like, "Oh, right, you're dead." Okay. <laughs> but no, he looks at he looks at the image of the drinks. There's like the lemonade container, the sweet tea container, and the unsweet tea container. The lemonade oh, and the like- sweet tea are like completely empty, unsweet tea full. And it's like, "Wait, who here has drank unsweet tea?" And nobody like, raises their hands. Like, yeah. Interesting. Because obviously I could tell from the, the liquid level of this container, approximately three people, three <laughs> glasses of unsweet tea were poured. And that's when we get the photographer. Hey, do you have any photos near the the the, 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 the beverage the drink, station? The beverage station. And that's when we see there's like a picture of like two people talking, and in the background is the beverage station, and we see the group pouring something in the unsweet tea. Genius. Genius. Is there is there anything else? What what happens after the group's caught? Um, that's a that's a good question. He so basically he does the the groom did it because he wants the family money. You know he does the mm-hmm. he, he does the explanation and the groom's just like ah, oh, but how did you you're you're a terrible actor. How did you figure this out? And maybe he goes, I may be a terrible actor, 
but I'm a damn good detective. And then he like, <laughs> he like <laughs> that's great. <laughs> and then maybe we can just uh, cut to someone being like, I found the phones. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, maybe the, his last big moment, he's like, I might be a bad actor, but I'm a damn good detective. Speaking of which. Someone check underneath the beverage station for the phone bucket. And then they like pick up the little curtain and there's like the little tablecloth and the phone bucket's there. And he goes, guilty as charged. (laughs) (laughs) So like his, his last big little thing that he solves is where the phones were. So that way they can call the police. (laughs) Huh? I don't know. Is there a way to like have a final joke about his acting? Because okay, what if like he's feeling so good and he's like, "Wow, I'm so good at this. I'm gonna get all the acting detective jobs now." And then something bad happens. I don't know. Maybe, maybe because I've always been, I've always been fascinated by this part of like the part that they don't show you in those shows, where it's like, uh-huh. what do the cops say when they show up? Yeah, do they just like take your word for it that you solved the mystery? So what if like the last shot is uh, Heath talking to these two cops and he pretty much explains everything that happens, you know, that's off screen. Like we don't see that part. Uh And then the cop just goes, and you solved all of that by yourself? And he goes, yeah. And he goes, have you ever thought about applying to the academy? And then (laughs) and then we can do a whole series of of Heath the detective. Oh, but it's like, (laughs) can we imply that like. He applies to be a detective, but he doesn't see himself as an actual detective. He sees himself as going full method for his oh, next yeah, role. Oh, yeah, yeah, Or no, maybe the last... The short's just called Full Method. <laughs> full Method. Because <laughs> like, at the beginning, he's like, I, I would go full method into this role. <laughs> yeah, that would be really funny. Full Method. What if when he's talking to the cops, the last like kind of joke is like, you did all of this? Are you a detective? And he just goes, no. And then he makes a joke or hold on. Uh, maybe he makes a joke about like uh, maybe one of the cops say like, wow, this is just like watching iced tea on SVU. Yes. yes. <laughs> He's like, that's all I could ever dream or hope for. He's like, yeah, maybe I am like iced tea. And we can do a whole series of following Heath, the method actor who goes around solving crimes. Wait, no, this is what we do. This is what we do. They're talk. The cops are talking to him. He's like, wow, you solved all of that by yourself? It's like, yeah, sure did. Wow, that's some SVU crap. You must be iced tea. It's like, yes. And then the short just ends, like the credits are rolling and really small next to it is a trailer for like his own like detective reality show or something. Yes. (laughs) Yo, what if, what if we end it with, uh, wow, are you some sort of detective? That was just like watching iced tea. No, I just went full method. (laughs) (laughs) We cut the black credits roll. We get a short trailer for. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. All right, yeah. I think I think we we got a short. Yeah, yeah, man. That's a that's a fun one. I like that. Yeah. So the final outline is: uh, Heath is going to Evan and Jenny's wedding. Evan's a friend from college. He was an actor, but he's unsuccessful now. He just plays in a bunch of crappy murder mystery shows. He's talking to Craig about it. Craig is already drunk. He's found the alcohol, and he's telling him about, well, you know, I dated Jenny. Man, Evan should be me. I should be up there. But, man, just didn't work out and that grandma wow what a piece of work she always hated me you know what i hate her even though daddy's drop dead gorgeous you know i still <laughs> hate her and grandma man i'm gonna drink some more white claws and then the wedding ceremony goes they say their vows they say i do as they're walking down the aisle jenny drops dead Everyone's freaking out. They're going crazy. It's pandemonium. That's when Heath looks deep inside himself and he's like, you know what? I might not be a detective, but I played one on TV. <laughs> I was police officer number four next to Ice-T. Yeah. You know what? I'm going to solve this. 
Well, he immediately goes to talk to the grandma about Craig. He's like, so what can you tell me about Craig? And he's like, well, I always hated that boy. You know, terrible person. It's just Jenny could never end up with good people. It's just she has no taste at all. She just doesn't, she just can't uphold the standard of this family. And he's like, but but you're at her wedding. Like, she's married Evan. She's like, I'll stand by what I said. Bad taste, terrible. But, I mean, Craig was the worst. And then he's like, okay. And then grandma grandma talks about yeah craig hated me too and then heath is like suspecting craig even more the grandma drops dead heath is like wow okay so two people that craig disliked are dead so he gives a big monologue about how it was you craig it was always you you were just so jealous you couldn't stand to see jenny with any other man and you went ahead and killed her grandma too while you were at it and then everyone's like oh it's craig but then Craig drops dead. He's like, oh no, that ruins the whole theory. And so he's thinking, he's looking down at the body. He's like, huh, what would Ice T do? What would Ice T do? Ice T, Ice T. And then that's what he sees. He was holding a broken glass. There's tea spilt everywhere. Runs his finger on it, smells it. It's unsweet. I know that smell anywhere. That's not good southern sweet tea. It's like, wait a minute. He looks at the drink station, the lemonade, almost gone. The sweet tea, almost gone. The unsweetened tea, almost full. He's like, wait a minute. By my estimation, it looks like exactly three glasses of unsweetened tea were poured. Everyone raise your hand if you drank unsweetened tea. No one raises their hand. You're like, hey, photographer, do you have any photos with the drink, the beverage station in the background? They're flipping through photos. That's when they see the groom, Evan, pouring some poison into the unsweetened tea. Because the grandma. Yes, it's very obvious. <laughs> it's like, wait, it was Heath, and he knew that Jetty and Grandma and everyone on that side of the family didn't drink a lot of sugar. And then I was talking to Craig earlier, and he's on a diet. What do you have to say for yourself, Heath? And that's what Heath reveals, that he did it because they had a fortune. And if he killed the Grandma and married Jenny, then all the money would go straight to him. Then we cut to the cops have showed up. They're talking. It's like, wow, you solved that all by yourself? And it's like, yeah, sure did. It's like, wow, that's some SVU stuff, you know? You, you, you just iced tea over here. It's like, oh, that's all I ever hoped to be. And then title slam, full method, full method. short trailer for his new reality show of a method actor cop. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, that's fun. And so. I guess you've you've wanted to write a mystery for a while, and like we yeah. we kind of worked out what a little, but I mean how 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 has this one lived up to your your whodunit standards? This is a good one, man. I I think this is fun. That this one would be really fun to produce in like a like very stylized like yeah like black like and a, white and <laughs> or almost like like an Edgar Wright like just like zoom ins and like really fun creative like cartoony style, you know? Oh yeah, yeah. And then, like, that that one shot that's always, like, in Law & Order or SVU or something where, like, there's a body and, like, the camera's on the ground looking up at the people looking down at it. A lot of, like, yeah. shots of people taking off sunglasses. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I just yeah. love the idea of, photographer, are there any pictures from the from by the beverage station? And they're swiping through the pictures and they're like, aha! And it's literally... <laughs> A 4K photo of the group <laughs> pouring a vial that says poison on it. Into yeah, it's got the like crossbones yeah. on it. It's green. <laughs> and he's like, hey, man, why didn't you say something before? <laughs> like, this would be. I like the idea that, like, it's small in the background, but as soon as you, like, push it, it's, like, yeah. super obvious. It's like the the bride kissing a baby. And then if you zoom in on the background. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I feel good about this, Robert. We've done it again. We've done it again. Take us out, Chase. (laughs) Wait, what are we calling this one again? Full Uh, method. Full method. All right. And this has been Full Method, written by Robert Therrell and Chase Bridges. 
Hey, thanks so much for listening to that episode. Also, we've appreciated all the great feedback from the first two episodes. Thanks so much for listening. If you want to submit a topic to the bowl we draw from each week, you can email that to writtenbypod at gmail.com. Also, make sure to follow us on Instagram at writtenbypod. Uh, I'm Robert Therrell. Co-host is Chase Bridges. Cover arts by Taylor Lowry. Finder at Taylor Lowry Design. And Andrew Simmons and myself produce this song you're listening to right now. You can follow Andrew at Music by Drew or his own podcast, Home Studio Hangout. He talks about all things music production. And yeah, one more thing. Uh, this past week, me and Chase were like, hey... Slap the Teacher, the song from episode one, that should be a real song. So no, I, we know nobody asked for it, but we made it. So that's going to play after this. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you next week.